The winter had been a bitter one, with more ice and snow than any other year since Chief Park Ranger Henry Shore and his wife Anne had moved into Crater Lake National Park fourteen years earlier, harsher even than the year before, which itself had been record-breaking. Thanksgiving and Christmas, bare of material gifts but full of camaraderie and thrown-together meals, were almost happy times, because no one had seen a dinosaur in months, and it was hard for any of them to believe they still existed beyond the strong walls of their sanctuary ranger headquarters. For a while they lived in ignorant bliss, as life felt almost normal again, except for all of them living locked up in a barracks-like settlement. Some of the residents began to hope the war was over, but Henry knew better. It was only the frigid weather that kept the beasts away. New Year's came and went. People talked and visited among themselves, played guitar with Stephen or card games with each other, read books or their kindles, and prepared, just in case the dinosaurs rematerialized. The snow fell, drifted, and covered every sign of man and beast right through to mid-April, and only then did it begin to subside. Yet the inclement weather persistently fended off the prehistoric prowlers. The respite had given Henry, his family, his rangers, and Captain McDowell's soldiers a chance to rest and strategize the moves they would make in the spring, when they might have to continue the fight. Finally, at long last, the spring thaw had arrived, and with it, Henry feared, the dinosaurs would surely return. When the snow had melted enough during a winter's lull for patrols to resume, Henry and his son-in-law, paleontologist Dr. Justin Malton, along with some of Captain Sherman McDowell's soldiers, once again ventured out into the park with their M1A2 Abrams battle tanks to flush the remaining monsters out and exterminate them. At first they found none. They journeyed across the park's lands, into the backwoods, over hills, into the valleys, and up to the crater's rim. They scanned the lake with high-powered binoculars. The soldiers threw a decayed deer carcass they'd found earlier out in the woods over the rim and watched it splash into the lake a thousand feet below. No sea monsters rose to devour it. It sank into the icy water and disappeared. Wherever they toured, there were no signs of dinosaurs, not a cry, not a glimpse of claw, fang, or tail. As the days went by, the snow and ice slowly began to melt, the temperature rose in tiny increments each day. It could be it's too cold yet for them. They're still hiding out somewhere, Justin remarked to Henry one morning as the scientists stood feet away from their tank and gazed out over the caldera. The water was rimmed in ice, and the color wasn't the usual brilliant blue, but a pale imitation reflecting the overcast and cloudy skies. Patches of snow and ice clung to the hard ground around the rim itself, Justin believed, as Henry did, there might be more snow coming. There was that frosty smell in the air. Justin was dressed in borrowed army fatigues, one of his baseball caps covering his long hair. The faint sunlight glinted off his gold-rimmed glasses. Though they are warm-blooded, they don't like the cold any better than we do. Henry nodded. Maybe. Or maybe, Captain McDowell interjected hopefully in her softer voice. They've left the vicinity, vamoosed, or are all dead. The violent winter killed them off. It was a bone freezer. She was lurking behind the scientist. Henry was on his right, and one of her soldiers on his left. All of them had rifles slung over their shoulders and high-powered handguns on their hips. 
They always left one man in the Abrams because they never knew when they'd need to perform a hasty attack or retreat. Since they'd moved into Fort Headquarters, as some of the soldiers liked to refer to it, the year before, and after the years of battles they'd endured, they had become seasoned dinosaur hunters. They never took chances and were heavily armed wherever they went. I wouldn't bet on that, Justin replied. They're out there all right. I feel it. They're skulking in caves or snug in their nests, waiting for the weather to get a tad warmer. There were too many of them left after the final siege last fall for that not to be the case. Then there will be the new crop hatching out, of course. His eyes lifted to the sky. There were no birds above them, and nothing, not anything alive, moved in the woods around the humans. There was a dead calm now, very eerie. The wildlife, large and small, had been decimated months ago. It was assumed the dinosaurs had eaten them, 